Live from Studio B, this is Proudly Made in Canada by Local Laundry. I am your co-host and co-owner, Mr. Cronin Curran, and Proudly Made in Canada is a podcast dedicated to all those that are going the extra mile to actually make things here in Canada. Today, we have a very, very special episode with two amazing entrepreneurs and pioneers in the business of wanting to actually make things here, not only in Canada, but here in Alberta. Today, we have the founders and co-owners of Two Pines Ventures. Two Pine Ventures is an award-winning handcrafted premium spirits made from pure, mineral-rich, glacier-fed rivers and the finest Canadian grains. Two Pines is working to open two new distilleries, one in Bray Creek and the other in Okotoks. Today, we're so excited to have Brett and John on the show today to hear about their newest locations, how you can get involved, and more about their stories. Welcome so much. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Connor. Good to see you, man. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity to tell our story to more Canadians. This is perfect, man. Absolutely. Well, let's start off with that. Let's talk about who, who you two are and what Two Pines is all about. Well... Two Pine Ventures is a developer of destination distilleries. I had the fortunate opportunity to, in my life, to uh, start up a winery in the Okanagan called Hillside Estate Winery up on the Naramata bench. And I did that about 20 odd years ago. And after running that for five years, I returned back to my day job being an accountant and a buddy of mine who uh, we hike and we play in the wilderness together is uh, Brett Shonicus. And he was trying to get a distillery going in Bragg Creek, Alberta, where we both reside. So he came to me with some ideas about how he was going to go about it. I kind of, you know, I wasn't really looking for a new career. I kind of had that already. But when we started running the numbers and looking at all the opportunities and the amazing market share that the craft uh, world can actually generate, you know, within the, uh, the spirits world, it was a no-brainer to jump over with him and start moving towards developing the first distillery, and that was Bragg Creek Distillers. So it wasn't long that we had a couple pieces of land acquired, one in both in Bragg Creek, a full acre of land that we had rezoned to commercial. We've got a building permit and all set up there. And we were invited by the town of Okotoks, just south of Calgary, to develop a distillery on a piece of land that the town owned, which used to be the site of the old fire hall. So we acquired that property as well, and we have the development permit and the building permit for that particular property. So we have two amazing locations to get going on, and we've all done this just in the last couple of years to start construction on and start taking advantage of some major tax incentives that uh, the Alberta provincial government has incentivized people in the distilling business. So my background in the wine business is just perfect for this because I was in the early days of the BC wine industry watching that evolve and take off to uh, you know to become a, a global you know presence and we have the opportunity to do the same thing in the distilling world as well. Everyone kind of knows uh, Canada for its rye whiskeys but you know try to mention who is the Canada's gin, who is Canada's vodka, who is Canada's single malt, who is Canada's rum. We have all these opportunities and market segments, both domestically and internationally, to fill. 
And it's exciting times because I've kind of, like I said, I've lived through the early stages of that world. The thing only is I know nothing about distilling. And this is where our <laughs> partnership is really grounded. I've got some background in the industry, as mentioned, but Brett's, you know, he's got this ability to make world-class products. And I'm going to hand it over to him to tell us a little bit further about how that evolution is coming. Hey, thanks, John. Hi, Connor. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, as John mentioned, you know, we've known each other for a number of years, and I live on Bragg Creek, too, and I was looking to get back into a little bit of an entrepreneurial venture about four or five years ago. So decided to look at uh, starting up a craft distillery in Bragg Creek. Ran into some roadblocks with permitting and county regulations, etc. And, you know, John and I just uh, had a beer one day and started talking about the bigger vision and kind of jumped in with both feet trying to get a piece of land in Bragg Creek and get the business up and running. And along the way, we decided to get some cash flow and build some spirits on a contract basis. So we worked with a couple of distilleries out in BC to create our vodka and gin and a single malt spirit. And uh, those have been uh, successful on the market as of last year, they were launched and been winning medals, Alberta and in China. And there's a big one coming up in Europe that we'll be announcing in a couple of weeks that I think is going to, you know, really shows the quality of our spirit and the ability to create a product that uh, people love and enjoy and get our brand out there, the Stone A brand and start building that cachet for Alberta and showing the world what we can do. Amazing. Amazing. That is so cool. Now, I'd love to kind of talk about because most people, when they want to start a distillery, they start with one distillery, but you guys are actually going into two distilleries. You're going to build two distillers, one in Bray Creek, one in Okotoks. What are some of the differences between the two locations and what can customers expect at, at both locations? Well, you know, Bragg Creek was the initial development. It's got a, a sizable floor plate of over 13,000 square feet with hospitality center allows us to really become, you know, quite a large producer, you know, under the craft licensing. It gives us lots of room for barrel storage. It gives us the ability to put a malting plant in there so that we can malt our own grains and use that as an additional profit center. It also allows for bottling and uh, other storage. But it also can put 50 cars on that site as well. So having a full acre right at the front entrance to Bragg Creek is, you know, a major, major location and destination driver, you know, for more employment and opportunities in the area. The thing is, you know, I've had a friend who worked down at Economic Development down in Okotoks. She picked up the phone when she found out what the heck we were up to and said that they had had a proposal you know, sitting there for 18 months for a brewery or distillery in Okotoks, but it had to have a restaurant component to it. Mm. And we thought, you know what, this is a really cool model. We've done 90% of the lifting on the Bragg Creek project. All we'd have to really do is develop a bit of a scaled, you know, model to be able to show town, you know, the mayor and council that we could come in and actually start anchoring the new entertainment district that they've proposed through the revitalization of their downtown area. So it wasn't long that we had them on the hook and we, you know, basically were nicely incentivized with a really good price on the land that we acquired to be able to bring literally a $4 million project to town and employ up to 30 individuals in the community. Very different models because we only have a quarter acre of land, you know, down in Okotoks. So it allows us to look at partnering with communities all over Western Canada that are looking for something to drive more economic vitality in a revitalization sense to their historic areas. As we know, a lot of uh, town planners have already taken the easy route out and always developed, you know, the outskirts communities, you know, where the land is cheap and you can put in the big box stores, but they 
tend to gut the downtowns, yeah. which are the historic centers of these communities. And there's a lot of great stories, a lot of great buildings, and a lot of great opportunity for developing really cool areas. And we are part of that partnership. Usually there's a brewery that's establishing in the area or a damn good coffee shop or bakery and a couple funky boutiques. And that's all we need to be able to go in there and help stimulate and revitalize these areas. And since, you know, the word got out, we've had five other Southern Alberta communities reach out to us to do exactly that in their communities as well. No way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's so incredible. we're just at that point right now where we got to just finish up building our two main distilleries. And then we've got a scalable model, you know, to take on to other markets, you know, that we want to develop in. Yeah, I think it's such a fantastic model because it goes back to everything that we preach, you know, in our business and here on the show. It's it's about, you know, when you support Canadian made, you're not only just supporting a Canadian made business, but you're supporting the whole, all of its stakeholders, right? The supply chains, the community, you know, and, and just to hear a cool story, you know, going in two very different communities and revitalizing and, you know, being a part of their economic growth and creating jobs for people. I just think that's so cool. Plus, I mean, I just want to go to the Okotoks one just to hang out in the old fire hall. And I can't wait to see what you guys do with that. Uh, well, right now the old fire hall is basically a piece of vacant land because the old fire hall that sat there in the fifties and sixties, which is the land we've purchased is uh, basically was just a two car garage, but we're now building a 8,500 square foot, old fire hall with restaurants on it and it's just going to be an amazing anchor to uh, any kind of entertainment district in the Okotoks area and again it's all about you know our model is stay local we know that our viability is all about just local patrons enjoying what we do but it also becomes the basis of our production which will stimulate more domestic and international brands which we're currently developing right now through uh, third parties so I was wondering, either Brett or Johnny, could you give us a, what is the craft distillery scene like? You know, I think we're all familiar with craft breweries here in Alberta. I know we have some of the best ingredients here in Alberta, right at our doorstep and best ingredients some in the whole world. Everyone knows the craft brewery scene, but not too many people know what the craft distillery scene is like. Could you tell us a little bit about what that scene is like here in Alberta? Uh, it's really early times right now, which is what makes it so exciting. You know, it's just been since 2017 that uh, micro distillery licenses have been issued in Alberta. That's when Alberta came on track. So it's only been a few years into the scene and there's been a, you know, an upstart of, you know, small entrepreneurs that have really good, taken this on. But there's also a few guys with bigger visions like ourselves that, you know, see opportunity both domestically and internationally at this point. We get a great, op one of the big incentives is that uh, rather than paying $14, per bottle in provincial tax when we sell it out of the front end of our own distillery we put nine dollars of that 14 back in our pocket wow. so it is a tax offset which really actually adds a major incentive you know to get into this business we have very few restrictions unlike markets like bc where the craft licensing you know is more restrictive with regards to volumes and where you can get your ingredients so alberta is just prime for this and we have access to those great resources as you mentioned we've got the ray you know the elbow river which runs right mm -hmm. through elbow or right through brag creek and that's our source of our water you know right off the ray glacier just 32 kilometers up the river and same thing the backside of the ray actually flows through okotoks so we've got glacial water we've got amazing 
amazing sources of grain. And we've got an opportunity to move into, you know, various sectors through the craft area, which, you know, people are a little intimidated by the distilling aspect of it. You can make great beer, and a lot of that is turnkey product, and it takes still a while to get your profiles and your, the strength of your product in place. Distilling is that next extra step. And it's really important from a chemistry perspective, which Brett can talk to, that it is a very, very pure science and it still allows for the artisan to come through in it. Do you want to comment on that, Brad, a little bit? Yeah, just comment on the Alberta distillery scene. I think you've got some pretty strong craft distillers in the province and there's lots of little guys and bigger ones opening every day and they're winning awards within Alberta too and got some really nice clear spirits and some really nice uh, whiskeys coming online as well. So the scene in Alberta is... Is definitely growing and is quite strong. And when you compare it to BC, we're we're a little bit younger, but BC definitely has a number of fantastic distilleries in the works as well as you know breweries and whatnot. So definitely is a little bit of a different world for product development and science behind it. But we do start out with making a good beer in the process, and then we distill that off. And there's some you know there is some chemistry behind that. It's not. It can be complex and you can make it really simple as well. I think depending on how much you want to control the process, you can really create a pretty refined spirit. And then obviously, if you're trying to make a rum or a, a whiskey, you barrel age it. And there's another whole set of science and, and artisan-like aspects around barrel aging, any kind of uh, distilled product to really get that uh, flavor profile that you want. So lots of fun stuff behind the science and the art. And uh, that's kind of where my passion lies right now along with you know the company development with john like everything from the marketing the financing and whatnot so lots of fun in alberta and bc i think the industry is strong and growing for sure absolutely and and you guys are actually have a really unique opportunity that uh, you know listeners members of your community can actually become a part of this legend in the making and actually invest in two pines in the next phase of growth tell us a little bit about this campaign you got going on with front funder yeah, for the past couple months, we've hooked up with FrontFunder, which is an online investment platform. We are registered, a registered security right across Canada. And through FrontFunder, we're able to utilize this online platform to actually buy equity in our company, which is just fantastic. We've made it really simple for small and large investors to be able to participate in the things that we're doing. We have a page, a profile page on FrontFunder, and we're able to you know, accept investment right through this platform. You can utilize it as a TFSA or RSP registered account to invest. You can invest through your company or through yourself personally. We just want to get a bunch of like-minded people together that really you know, endorse what we're doing and want to participate and, and come for the growth ride that uh, this represents. We're very aggressive and we're going to be moving very quickly you know, once we've got things in place with our own production. The fact that we've been developing product now for a couple of years under third-party production contracts and establishing the Snow Day brand in BC and Alberta is getting some great traction with regards to sales. So even before we've dug a hole, we're cash flowing. And once we have our own facilities in place, we can gain the economies of producing it ourselves, but more importantly, the control and the ability to be able to take advantage of that amazing tax offset, which is available both in BC and in Alberta. So yeah, I encourage everyone to check us out at our website, which is twopineventures.com. We have links to the FrontFinder page there. Yeah, check us out because uh, I think you're going to like what you see. 
We've got already started to win both domestic and a whole bunch of international awards. So we know what we're doing. We're creating a bit of a disruptor when it comes down to Canadian spirits going around the world. And in many ways, I can parallel the same kind of growth, energy, and uh, excitement where the wine industry was 25 years ago because I lived through it and I was part of it. And it's just cool to see this same kind of early stages, you know, happening in the distilling industry as well. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like a very exciting time. And, you know, just on the front funder topic, you know, I've invested through front funder before into, into some organizations. It's a great platform. My favorite thing is that, uh, you know, if you really buy into someone's story, you know, you don't have to be a multimillionaire to invest. You know, some of my investments on that platform has been as little as 250 bucks. You know, and I think that's a really cool part that you can take a part in, you know, the growth stage of the building of venture like Two Pines, you know, uh, for, you know, as little as, you know, a couple hundred bucks, which I think is really cool. So we've touched on it a little bit, but now I want to get into, I want you guys to brag a little bit about some of the delicious products that you guys make. I want to know everything about Two Pine Spirits, and I want you to share some of the different products that you got there. So I'd love to hear some of the backgrounds about the vodka, the gin, and the single malt. Well, I'll start off, but then I'll pass it over to Brett, who's our master distiller. And I just got to say, you know what, from a business standpoint, you couldn't ask for a better partner because yeah. he takes care of that science. He takes, he's got an amazing palate, which we both do actually. And it's really fun to be able to sit there and do barrel tastings and do product development with him because I'll pick up various notes and he will pick up various aspects of it. And we, get down to this collaboration, which is really amazing in developing spirits. I did all this through the wine world and now to do it on the spirits world, it's actually an amazing experience. And one of the neat things about becoming an investor is that you do get to participate in some of our product launch parties and things like that, which are There's just perks, a great baby. way to build community. Absolutely. And the more we're learning you know, on how to do these virtual tastings, we've got these sorts of things lined up and we love the input from what we get from our investors. So I'll pass it over to Brett now and he explain all the delicious products he's been uh, evolving over the past few years. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, it's definitely a collaboration and um, our product development is a lot of fun. As John mentioned, when you can sit down and do some barrel tastings and kind of, you know, just mull around what you're tasting, what you're smelling that's coming out of the barrel after, you know, 12 months, two years, or we have a couple upcoming for three that's going to make a pretty nice whiskey when it's uh, good to go, and that'll be a lot of fun. You know, the vodka is something we found a couple years ago when I was starting my planning for the business. I was touring around Vancouver Island and found a nice little distillery out there called Stillhead, and I walked in, and the guy had just opened up within a month, and uh, I tried his vodka, and I tell you, hands down, it's probably the best craft vodka I've ever had, so... We worked with him to create a vodka for our Snow Day brand. And again, as John mentioned, as mentioned, we've, uh, we're winning awards with that vodka. And it's kind of come down to a collaborative of this is a great taste. Let's bring it forward. And I worked with that fellow as well to finalize my prototype gin, which is a uh, low juniper, heavy citrus gin. So if you like grapefruited orange and a lemon taste, you'll uh, want to pick up a bottle of Snow Day gin. You know, that gin makes any tonic taste good, and you can drink it straight as well. It's a lot of fun developing that, and it was a really lot of fun working with the distiller out there to kind of tweak the final profile of our, our product, and it'll be really, uh, be pretty easy to bring it into our own facility and uh, start producing under our own gun pretty soon, too, so uh, excited about that. The third product we have is a single malt spirit, which is a collaboration with another distillery on the island that, that I'm actually an investor in as well, and I've known the fellow that started that for a number of years, and 
John and I went out there, geez, what was it? Oh, it's over a year now, John. We went out there and sat down with him and uh, one of his business development people and cracked open seven casks and was doing some tastings and some mixing and came up with uh, what's on market right now is our single malt spirit, which is winning golds, you know, you're in, over in uh, Asia, the one uh, China Wine Spirit Awards gold medal. So it's a product that came together with the four of us kind of identifying really nice aspects from each barrel. And then we mixed a couple together and it, it was an exponential increase in flavor profile. It's just amazing experience. But we have 35 more of those casks out there that we'll be sampling over the next two, three years and coming up with some pretty special product. I think when Fire Hall opens, we will have a whiskey that is going to blow people's doors off. And it'll be a limited release, probably one to 2,000 bottles at the most. And I think it'll go pretty fast. And then the other product that we have in development is actually a barrel-aged gin, which uh, has not yet hit the market. We're just waiting to get a sample of that in our hot little hands from our breweries out in BC. So that'll be another fun one to sit down is whether or not it's one, two or three barrels that we launch and, and mix or whatever. And, you know, like John said, collaboratively sit down and everyone picks out a different little, a little bit of a different profile. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that launch coming up pretty soon. I'm hoping to get that onto the market next spring. Yeah. I mean, that sounds amazing. I heard you say a couple of times there, what exactly is your coin term snow day? Snow Day is a brand I've kind of had for a while. I've utilized it through uh, some other uh, snow-related opportunities, both in the custom ski and snowboard manufacturing side of things. And I decided that, you know, even though the margins, you know, were low there, the passion was high. Mm -hmm. I think it, it was best to be used pivoting it into, you know, a line of spirits because right. as a kid – you know, you just got to think back, right? What was the best day in the winter when you're a kid in Canada? I got to preface that. You know, it was a snow day. And a snow day just gives you that euphoria, that sense of freedom, that ability to go out and play in the snow unfettered and just that, you know, that energy. So that's really the essence of the brand. And what it does is it really speaks to both a domestic marketplace that we're targeting, but also to a foreign market, whereas Canada is an amazing coveted location for a lot of particularly Asian countries for tourism and for products, premium products. The premium aspect of what Canada provides is remarkable. It Absolutely. is a trusted brand, and we want to basically go hand in hand with the Canadian brand into these foreign markets, and the Snow Day moniker really speaks well to that once they get it. So that's kind of the essence of where Snow Day came from. Oh, I love it. I imagine as some of the hotter markets you go into, you'll have to explain exactly what a snow day is and the magicalness of snow days. I, uh... Yeah, so it just becomes a brand on a shelf. And when we're all around the world and you're sitting in Australia and you're in a liquor store and there's a bottle of sapphire there and right beside it is Canada's snow day gin, that's our goal. We're going to have that international brand cachet and it'll just identify that we're from Canada and it's high quality and good value. Absolutely. Now, uh, speaking of liquor stores, where can people buy Two Pine Spirits? Are they available at any liquor stores or only at the distillers? 
No, right now we are uh, basically in all the co-ops in the Calgary area. We have the Safeways and Sobeys chain picked us up. That's over, oh boy, 80 locations around the province. Not each one has them yet because it's really up to the individual manager, but the head office has vetted us for every location in Alberta. And we're just now been registered with our products into BC. So now we're just building up the distribution channels in BC. But if you want to see if there's a store close to you, just head to uh, the Snow Day website, which is snowday.ca, and you'll see our store locator on the site there. And if your closest store doesn't have them, you go straight up to that manager and you say, how come you don't got any uh, Hell yeah. Snow, Day, <laughs> Snow Day spirits in here? And Absolutely. get that manager order some in. Well, listen, fellas, that is fantastic. I won't take up too much more of your time. I really appreciate it. You guys got to get back to it. When is it scheduled when these two distilleries are, are going to be open? All things goes according to plan. Well, right now we're going to break ground in Okotoks first. And mm-hmm. our goal is to have that happen uh, before the end of the year or just after New Year's initially. So give us six months, you know, to eight months prior to that. And we'll be up and running, but follow us closely, get us on Facebook, and we'll send all those particular details out to folks as they get on board. If you want to be part of our opportunity, then head to the Front Funder page. We'd love to see you become one of our founding investors. And, you know, again, Connor, man, thanks for the platform today. Really appreciate it. No, absolutely. Anytime we get a chance to really shout out all the great things that people are doing to make things here locally in Canada, support local economies and support a diverse Canadian economy, I think is fantastic. More power to you. Can't wait to come visit you guys in Okotoks and Bray Creek. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So big thank you for coming on and sharing a little bit about your story. So again, this has been Proudly Made in Canada by Local Laundry. I am your co-host and co-owner, Mr. Connor Curran. And today we had Brett and John from Two Pines Ventures. And so make sure to check them out, frontfunder.ca, snowday.ca. And make sure to next time you go to a liquor store, ask that manager to get those snow day spirits in stock. Thank you so much. And until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Proudly Made in Canada by Local Laundry. We are your co-hosts and co-owners. Connor Curran and Dustin Paisley. You can find us anywhere, anytime at www.locallaundry.ca for all of our Canadian made garments. You can find out what we're up to in the community at Local Laundry and all social channels. Sign up for our newsletter, sign up for our e-blast, and you can find all previous episodes of the podcast wherever you stream your podcast from. Until next time. Mm-hmm.